it's great to be here with you today and continue on in this, uh, this family series, Friendship and Family. And, and this is our, our final week in the series. And we're very intentional about starting the year off with uh, the entire month focusing on family and getting better at family every single year because uh, this, is, this can make us or break us in a lot of areas. And when family is thriving, everybody wins. And as we're focusing on this month, friendship and family, we believe that friendship is the key to thriving marriages and family relationships. Friendship is where we feel strengthened and empowered. It's where we find enjoyment in the things we do. And, and so when we focus on making this the core of our families, uh, everybody wins. And friendship and, and family is the difference between uh, moving from just maybe surviving and, and just hanging on with where we're at to moving to a thriving family uh, relationships and, and maintaining that place. Now, I'd like to introduce you to my family. Uh, this picture up here is the most recent picture of the Lynn's family clan. It might be a little small to see, but uh, you'll see my wonderful wife, Becky. We've been married uh, coming up on 10 years now. And uh, our oldest daughter, Molly, she's six there in the sparkly dress. She's the mother hen of the group. She loves taking care of her younger brothers, and she also loves making crafts and drawing and then hanging those crafts all over the house. So we have no shortage of decorations in our house. <clears throat> Our, our middle is Cooper there holding that present. He's three years old. And what uh, that present in that picture, is, he, we were in the middle of meltdown mode there with pictures. I'm sure any of you with kids can relate to this in the moment of like family picture time, right? Something has to go wrong. And so the person taking the picture goes, here, Cooper, do you want to hold this? And he goes, yes, snap. And we got the family picture. So it was just like, this was like a moment in time uh, surrounding the storm there. So uh, my mom had always told me, she said, Eric, Someday you're going to have a son just like you. Sure enough, here he is. <laughs> he, uh, boy, he does everything with the, uh, the intensity of a thousand burning suns. And uh, I, I just love his passion. And we have, we have a great time together. And our youngest is Charlie there. And he's just a little over a year. And we recently discovered that he is a climber. I walked uh, out of, I was in the room, in the living room playing with them. I walked in the other room, grabbed something and came back. And in that moment... Uh, he was standing on top of the kitchen table, so proud of himself, and I was like, oh, no, and so we had to do some, some rearranging in the house uh, because he apparently likes to climb. So that's the, the Lynn's family, in, uh, the Lynn's family five in a nutshell there for you. And so what I would like to do today is just share our experience as a young family and, and talking about how we, we move together as a family. And, and what I want to do is I want to apply a fundamental of friendship that I believe is critical at the stage of young family where we're parenting young kids in our first stretches of marriage, uh, but also that I believe is, is vitally important to whatever stage of, of family that you're in and whatever your family dynamic looks like and, and whatever your role is in family. You know, whether family right now is thriving and you feel like you guys are just nailing it or whether family is on the other end of the spectrum and you feel like the holidays, the recent holidays were just a, a stark reminder that things are not happening well in your family, that things are shattered and broken and messy and hurtful. I believe that as we focus on this fundamental of friendship, uh, wherever you're at, it can provide practical next steps forward. So this fundamental of friendship is this. When we move in the same direction, Friendship is established. 
When we make every, every effort to move together in the same direction, friendship is established and emerges in our relationships. Now, I began thinking about this when I read this quote by C.S. Lewis that says this, It is when we are doing things together that friendship springs up. Painting, sailing ships, praying, philosophizing, and fighting shoulder to shoulder. You know, everyday stuff that we all do. <clears throat> Friends look in the same direction. Friends look in the same direction. Now we're going to be talking about this in family as a whole. We'll be looking at parenting and marriage. But first off today, I want to focus on marriage because I feel like I feel very strongly that one of the best things we can give our family and the people around us is a strong and thriving marriage. And at this stage of young family, there are no shortage of things to, to pull us away from each other, to, to starve and threaten this, this friendship in our marriages, to, to, to break it or to weaken it, and, and to where it feels may, maybe non-existent. Now, I found it really ironic getting this teaching assignment, if I can be totally honest with you, because Two weeks before I got that email, Becky and I had just had this intense conversation about the friendship in our marriage, or really feeling like lack thereof at that time. And then uh, two weeks later, I get this uh, email about teaching on friendship and family. And so the irony was not lost on me. Uh, but it has been a focus for us, and it's been something that in this stage, we've just had to really try and put at the forefront and, and moving together. And so here's a little video clip about our starting point uh, with this. So in the first part of November, we had this, this conversation, uh, a more of a tense conversation about the, our, the friendship in our marriage and just feeling like, uh, or the lack thereof, I guess, uh, feeling frustrated with that part of things. Mm -hmm. um, and both kind of just asking the question, uh, do you even like me <laughs> at all? Um, so describe that conversation a little bit. Yeah, so the conversation came at the end of a disagreement where, bottom line, we kind of realized that we were both frustrated with managing our household and kind of our family and running things more like business partners than as friends or as teammates. And we were both feeling that dis dissatisfaction. And I think part of that conversation was, it's very easy to take that personally, like I'm not doing enough. All these, try all these roles that I try to do and work really hard at that, you know, it's easy to feel like you're failing or you're not doing enough. So part of it was just realizing we're not being as focused on each other, our friendship. Yeah, and what was interesting is when that part of our relationship is not thriving, mm -hmm. uh, everything else is not thriving just as much. Mm -hmm. um, so now this wasn't what we set out to do when we were dating or engaged or in the first years of marriage. We've always been really intentional about uh, investing in the friendship portion of our marriage. Mm -hmm. So how did we get into this little rut or season in of our relationship? Well, I think it's easy for that role specifically, like our friendship, to get put on the back burner because we're so focused on our stage of life with three young kids. They are in high demand right now. They need a lot from us. And so I think we kind of put those needs first and put our friendship on the back burner. But then I also think we are in a season this semester where we committed ourselves to other things that were good things. They um, weren't bad, but they kind of took us away from each other, took time away from our family, and, um, and that kind of also put that priority not at the top. Yeah, yeah. So this kind of, I feel like, sums up the, the starting point of the dissatisfaction of, like, we just felt mm -hmm. a little frustrated with the friendship portion of our marriage. Mm -hmm. So maybe some of you can relate to this. Uh, maybe you have experienced this or currently have ex or are experiencing this. Uh, maybe it's been for days or weeks or months. 
Maybe this has been something that's defined your marriage for years. And and maybe it's not because of anything intentional. It could purely be because of unintentional neglect, because of all of the other variables in your life that you're trying to balance and juggle. And so then sometimes we can get into this distant business-like relationship where careers are developing and kids have come into the picture and and things are just busy and we're shuttling kids back and forth to this and that and the other thing. And the priority of emotional connection is neglected. And we find that that friendship has, has withered. It isn't thriving. And we just feel like business partners taking care of the logistical needs of the household. And so when, when friendship is not made a priority, not only will we not move in the same direction together, but that, that friendship is just left to, to wither and to decay. Now, fortunately for us, uh, the Word of God has a lot of wisdom and uh, understanding about relationships, about family, about marriage that are very relevant and practical in helping us thrive in our family relationships. But one in particular caught my attention, and I saw kind of in a new light as I was studying through this, and I think really uh, helps us understand the why of focusing on friendship and why it's important and how to move forward. And if you've ever been to a wedding, you probably have heard this verse. It's Genesis 2.24, and it says this, That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. So a, a man and woman leave their, their family situations and are, are, are bound together as in one flesh in this covenant relationship of marriage. Now, naturally, I think Plato is one of the best teaching tools to understanding the Bible, and so we're going we're gonna to use Plato today. And my kids were asking all day, or all week, sorry, about... Um, about using this, and I said, well, not until after I teach. And so they'll be excited today that they get to play with this. So we have Mr. Plato and Mrs. Plato, and they catch glances from across the room, and they fall madly in love, and they realize that they want to spend the rest of their lives together. And so they say, I do, and enter into this covenant relationship of marriage. And this is what marriage is like here. I'm joking. It's not. But see, what happens is cool is we enter into this covenant relationship where two become one. And no more that I could separate these two colors of Plato could I separate the, the you and me in this covenant marriage relationship. But what's cool is when we enter into this, this, this miraculous covenant relationship of marriage is that we get to be a part of something great that would be impossible by ourselves. So you see, there's these new colors that emerge as the colors combine and as they swirl together. And that's what happens in our relationship as it becomes more vibrant, as we make each other better, as we strengthen each other and encourage each other. And that is the beauty and the miracle of marriage uh, together, as two become one. But then what happens, whether it be through conflict or pride or selfishness or all of the things in life, we feel this strain and separation sometimes from each other. And that friendship is neglected. But the thing about this covenant truth is that it's not like we can just go take our ball and go play in the other corner. Because part of us is with them, and part of them is with us. And so when that friendship in our marriage isn't thriving, we feel this deep void because we are incomplete from each other, the person that we are in covenant with. And so when we make friendship a priority, what it does is it brings that oneness back in our relationship. 
It helps us truly thrive together so that beauty can emerge together as, as we become more, become one together in this beautiful creation, uh, in this beautiful marriage, making each other truly better because we are together. And all of this driven by the truth that, of what Jesus tells us in John 15, 12. He says, my command for you is this, love each other as I have loved you. Which beckons the question, how did Jesus love? He gave up everything he had. Every right that he had, every privilege that he had, everything that he was entitled to. His life included, he gave it all up so that we could be one with him in covenant relationship. And Paul's charge to us in Ephesians 5, it says, now love each other in the same way as Jesus has loved us. That's a pretty high calling. But it has to be what is central and what is at the forefront of our marriage. And this is what drives us. And this is what drives Becky and I forward. That when we said, I do, this is what we have committed to. That the only way that we are going to move is forward together. That we aren't going to get stuck in the conflict, but that we are going to find a way forward together. And so this is how we are trying to move forward together in the friendship in our marriage. So we find ourselves in this conversation and... and and our commitment to each other, we realize, okay, what's the best way forward? Um, trying to not get stuck in the conflict, but just move forward from that mm-hmm. and, and uh, together. And, and I feel like things improved a lot after that conversation. I th- the intentional effort uh, was very heightened uh, to just make our friendship a priority. Yeah, so again, kind of we had put it on the back burner, making it a priority, putting it at the forefront, and so being more intentional. And it was didn't cost a lot, and it was very, um, didn't take a lot of time to just be more in the moment with each other, put more focus on each other. Yeah, and, and I think it just reminded us what we're aiming for, to, to redirect our focus to each other, and, um, and it, it just it t- capitalizing on the little moments. I feel like in this stage, there's so, so many things vying for our time, and there aren't a lot of big moments, but the little moments in between when we're washing dishes or getting kids in bath and things like that, rather than just rushing by each other, just noticing each other and, and interacting together. And I feel like those little things made such a huge difference in just our, in, in our friendship. Yeah, and I feel like even just the attitude in our family too, like with the young kids, like I remember one time we were both in the kitchen and two of our three kids were crying. And instead, it's sometimes that can be very frustrating. And we just looked at each other and we laughed and we're like, this is really happening. And it was like, it made it all better, so. Yeah, so that when that foundation of friendship is really happening. Um, it makes us better for each other and it's, it makes us better for everyone else too. And this is why it's, you know, at the forefront, a priority for us. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward two weeks later and again, we felt like we were failing at it, like tanking on the friendship <laughs> boat there. So describe to me that situation because it didn't seem as tumultuous at that point. No, so we had already had the tough conversation and so it's not like we had to go back to that place but it was more of like a check-in. We already knew what the core problem was and so it was just checking in and seeing kind of maybe where we steered off direction and what did we need to do to move forward. Yeah, and so we're on the same page and so it's just an an easy thing to check in like, hey, I feel like 
I need to do better at this, you know, this just kind of refocus sort of thing. And it's, and it's a matter of sometimes we have to sacrifice some of our priorities, some of the things we want to do or our to-do list mm -hmm. things uh, so that we can invest in each other together um, and, and the payoff that that, that has. So that's, I feel like, how we're moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's never a, okay, we got it fixed, but it seems like in a, in a span of a week or two, we can, if we're not intentional about it, it can just tank again. Um, yeah. So Nothing becomes perfect in this process. It never will. So it is. It's like us just continually putting it at the forefront as a focus, being more intentional. It's easy to think that we are going to be perfect and that we have to maintain this perfection all the time, but it, it is a process of two becoming one. And, and the key is just making it a priority. You know, we have our ups and downs and our times when things are thriving and when they're not, but just being on the same page, you know, we're, gonna, we're in this together and, and move forward together. And so that when we can identify it and say, hey, let's, uh, let's just kind of refocus here together. So what we did is we put together a few just kind of tips or fundamentals that we feel like really have helped us in our marriage in establishing friendship and in the times in between and those little moments for us, that was the big focus was just capitalizing on those little moments in between all of the things going on. Uh, but what I want to do now is I want to kind of expand the, the lens a little bit and bring in parenting as we're looking at these. Because your role as a parent will have the greatest impact on your child's future hopes and dreams and their emotional and relational health. Your influence as a parent will have the greatest impact on your child's future hopes and dreams and their emotional and relational health, their ability to, to uh, handle life situations in a, in a healthy way and to, to build and... and uh, and maintain healthy and thriving friendships and relationships in their lives. And so as we look at these, these uh, next steps, these fundamentals of friendship, I, wanna, I want you to think about how this applies in marriage, but also in parenting. And as we put this together, we had four points. And after we put these four points together, I realized that the first letter of each point, when we looked at that, spelled lice. L-I-C-E. Lice. Yes. So we are going to be applying the lice model for establishing friendship in marriage. So hopefully that helps it stick in your head a little bit, maybe spread to the rest of your family, uh, because nothing says friendship like lice. Okay, I'm done with lice jokes. <laughs> so the first, the first maybe practical next step that we can apply is, is listen as well as you talk. Listening as well as you talk. Our, our words can be the greatest barriers and the greatest building blocks sometimes. But if we seek to understand before trying to make our point understood, I tend to find that we can leave that place of conflict a lot sooner and find a way forward together. A, a big barrier in this conversation of fostering friendship in your marriage uh, can be this. How can you feel that way? Don't you notice I do this, 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 and this for you? I mean, really. And then the other person will respond in that defensive manner, right? Hypothetically. Not that any of you in this room have ever had that kind of conversation, but let's just pretend. So that can be kind of a, a barrier in this conversation. But if we just kind of push pause and listen to understand, I say, what, is, what do they really need? What do I want out of this? And how can we move forward together? I think that can go a long ways in, in building that foundation and that trust together and establishing friendship in that mom the moments in between the conflict there. 
And the same is true for our kids. We're not going to always see eye to eye with our kids, but listening in such a way that they feel heard and understood. I, I notice, I know you're feeling this way. I understand that you, you see things this way and you, and you think they should be this way and, and whatever it is and, and identifying that how they're feeling and where they're at and trying then to find a way forward together. But just the fact of just helping them feel heard and understood can go quite a long ways in uh, establishing and maintaining that relationship uh, with your children and those open lines of communication. And the second, uh, the second practical maybe next step in the, the life's model of friendship and family is intentional. The little things make a big difference, being intentional. Carla Chestnut said this uh, in a teaching this last fall that I thought was so profound. She said, uh, let's do little acts of kindness with big love. Now, what if this was the hallmark of our family relationships, that we do little things with big love? We do little things for each other with big love. Just saying thank you for the everyday mundane things, maybe the things that are completely expected of us, but just saying, hey, thanks, and just noticing each other. Ed Becker shared this with me. He said, this, these four words can be uh, pretty impactful in a, in a marriage and in family is just saying, how can I help? You know, when things are great and when things are thriving, say, hey, how can I help today? When things are completely overwhelming and stressful, hey, how can I help? The fact that we, we take something that's important to the other person and make it important to us, that we sacrifice something on our to-do list and our priority list to make something important to them important to us. Uh, that goes a long way in fostering that friendship and teaming up together, moving together, that we are in this together, moving forward together in the same direction. And the same is true for our kids, is just finding that intentional time, the, doing intentional things together. This was a really good learning lesson for me. Uh, we were, Becky and I were heading out of town somewhere, and we needed to take two cars with the whole family and uh, with where we were headed. And we were loading stuff up, and my son was helping me load stuff up. And I said, hey, buddy, I'm going to have you ride with me on the way there. And he goes, oh, how come, Dad? And I said, well, that way we get to hang out and, and spend some time together. And he just stopped, and he looks up at me, and he goes, oh, thanks, Dad. And it was just like, I mean, he's three years old, but he, he got it. Like, he felt valued in that moment, and he felt important that, you know, we get to spend one-on-one -on -one time together, just hanging out in the car and just listening to music and, and joking around and, and whatever it is, just I, that was so important to him. And I noticed the rest of the day then how his affect towards me was and towards us was when then we uh, asked him to do things and, and how much more he fell in line with uh, what was going on. You know, it's easy, I think, to, to feel like we, to fall into this business relationship with our kids where we feel like they're our employees or our servants, but we forget that we need to invest in that relationship uh, so that we can continue to have influence with them as they grow in, in the next stages of life. The third point is commitment. Commitment is the container and friendship is the fill. Without the container of commitment, knowing that we are in this together no matter what, uh, we don't have anywhere to hold this friendship. That feeling of trust can be kind of evasive there. And, and I think it is critically important that in the moments of tension, maybe the moments of conflict, to, to verbalize our commitment towards each other. I'm so glad that I married you. Hey, I love you. 
you are beautiful. You know, I love you more today than I ever thought was possible. And frequently just stating that and reminding each other of your commitment toward each other, that you, that you love each other. This goes a long ways in, in fostering that environment of friendship uh, in, your, in your marriage together. And with our kids, too. That our kids may know that we are for them and with them. One of the things I do every night when I tuck our kids in is that I have specific things that I tell each of our kids based on their strengths and the things that maybe they, they struggle with a little bit. But I, I hold them close. I like with my daughter, I tell her, I say, you are beautiful and wonderful. You are strong and courageous, and you are kind and important. And you have what it takes to be great. And I love you, and nothing will ever change that. And Jesus loves you, and nothing will ever change that. There are plenty of, of things in our kids' lives, and a lot of times it's their own, their own just critical minds towards themselves to just derail them and deflate themselves. But when they hear the consistent and persistent love of their parents every single day, reminding them of our commitment to them, that they, we are with them and we are for them, that in those moments of, of, of tension and doubt, that they can know and believe that, you know what, my parents are for me and with me, that they love me no matter what, and that these things are not true, but what is true is their love for me. And that hopefully in the process of all of that, that they can begin to understand the heart of our Father in heaven for them. And the, the final point here, the, maybe the practical application point is this, experiences, fostering experiences together, things that we can do together. It was in that C.S. Lewis quote that he said, it is when we are doing things together that friendship springs up. So I had this great idea when Becky and I first got married. I had a friend, we loved mountain biking together, and we thought, man, let's take our wives mountain biking. This will be perfect. We can, you know, like go on mountain biking trips together. It's going to be so cool. We'll do this all together. And so we, we got them to go mountain biking with us, and we, oh, I thought it was great, right? And so we get in the car, and, and Becky so gracefully turns to me, and she says, hey, honey, you know, I think this just might be something you do with your guy friends. <laughs> So that did not work for us, but we found other things to do together. And a lot of times, and especially now, it's just spending quality time together. I would say probably the two most important things uh, that we have been able to do in our marriage that have had the biggest impact for us is being in a Bible study together and spending time and community in the Word together. I feel like that just helps us thrive together, uh, being in community in the Word together. And the other thing is a consistent date night. This is hard, and you have to be super intentional with it because there are a lot, you have to like push things away in order to create space for that. But for us, the sweet spot is like once every couple of weeks. If we can do that, that's a win for us. And sometimes it's just once a month, but then on the time in between, just finding intentional time to, you know, maybe one night, let's just let's play a game together or just sit and read together or, or whatever it is, just to find that time, just really intentional time for an evening just to connect and just spend time together making memories together. And the same is true with our kids. You know, when they wake up in the morning, they're not thinking, you know, I wonder what's on mom and dad's to-do list and what they have to get done at work today. What they are thinking about is dinosaurs and Legos and coloring and all of that stuff. And so, again, when we can set some of our to-do list and priority things aside and make some of those things that are important to them, important to us, it 
it deepens that relationship with them, and it makes them feel valued and important. And so finding things they like to do and just pressing pause for a minute and just spending time together. You know, one of our favorite things to do is there's a creek nearby our house, and we just love walking down there, and we, make, we go down and make uh, boats out of sticks and grass and float them down there and get super dirty and muddy. And it's a blast, and they love it and have a lot of fun. And we do have to hose them off when we get home, but it's, it's something fun to do together to just make memories together. And so just finding those things with your kids that you can do that they like doing and creating memories together, uh, getting out of the house together, uh, go a long ways in, in building that relationship with them so that we can continue uh, to be a, a source of influence in their lives. So that's a lot. There's a lot in there. And, and I hope in, in those four points maybe that you can find a, a practical next step forward in whatever stage of family you're in, whatever your family dynamic looks like, or whatever your role is in your family. I feel like a lot of these things can be practical next steps forward to us. Sometimes we can get paralyzed in the season we're in and, and just don't even know how to move or move forward. And so hopefully you can find a practical next step within those. And if nothing else, let it be a reminder of the commitment that we made when we stood at the altar and said, I do to each other, that we are committed to each other through thick and thin and whatever life brings, that the only way that we are going to move is forward together, driven by the love that, that Jesus has shown us and that that is central and forefront in our marriage always. And, and reminded of the, the call that we have received as parents, that, that God saw us fit to bring life out of our children and, and to love them unconditionally, not just when it's easy, but when we are tired and we are at the end of our rope of patience and we have had just about enough and they're in the middle of a meltdown and it's challenging and, and it's hard in those moments too, loving them, just deeply and and intentionally loving them, driven by what Jesus says for us, to love as he has loved us. So let's commit together at the, at the start of this year, in this first month of the year, making friendship a priority in our families, to moving together in the same direction so that we can move from just surviving to thriving so that friendship can emerge. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for today, and thank you for, um, God, thank you for the love and the example that you've shown us, the humility and the grace and the passionate and intense love that you have shown us. And God, I pray that uh, in this time now that, Lord, you would let that just sink deep into our hearts and transform us, Lord, as we put that at the center of our families, and that we put you at the center of our families, Lord, that, that, that love and friendship could just uh, thrive in our family relationships, Lord. We just ask for more of you. And God, we thank you for the people that you've entrusted us with in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.